0: Welcome back. I'm Heather Carrow, and I am joined by Chris I'm Chris Motes. Motes. There you go. Woo! We did it. We did it.
1: I'm (laughs) figuring this thing out, even though we can't see each other, which makes it a little more difficult.
0: I know. Usually I'm pointing at the co-host. Your turn. Your turn. (laughs) Love it. I got it. (laughs) We're broadcasting live this morning from Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Thank you for joining us. And we've had a fantastic show today, and it's gone by really quickly. If you've missed any of it, please go to yourcatholicradiostation.com and you can find um, the podcasts of all the interviews we've done today will be posted later today on there. And then also on our app, you can find any of our podcasts, including Chris's podcast that I think Faith aired last night, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Tuesday nights, we've, yeah. been, uh, we've been airing weekly for the last month now yeah. on Real Presence Radio.
0: So if you want to check those out, just head on over to our app and you can listen to it anywhere, anytime. So I am excited. Bishop John Quinn, thank you for joining us. You're our next guest. So how is it going?
2: Well, thank you. And I always appreciate your invitation to have me as one of your guests and especially this beautiful June day that we're able to uh, receive from the hand of the Lord. Uh, So it's great being with you.
0: Well, thanks for joining us, and um, it is a beautiful day, and I think sometimes we need to pause and enjoy that a little bit more.
2: I think so. Um, I know that <clears throat> throughout our, our world, uh, just globally, you know, it's been such a difficult time because of COVID-19, and people feel, you know, being uh, indoors more, and... Not being able to get outside, and maybe sometimes being indoors a little too much, and uh, for a while there, we couldn't have people come, of course, for worship, public masses. Uh, that it is such a blessing to see all of that changing, but especially this beautiful time of the year where people can get out, get over to the church again, can uh, reestablish. I in my mind, their Catholic life, uh, which is so rooted in the Eucharist.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there's been a lot of unrest that has been going on by, you know, COVID-19 and the recent riots. Um, What would you like to say to your flock amidst all of this?
2: Well, to me, always the hope is Jesus Christ, and that in the midst of so much turmoil and conflict, I come to realize more and more that if we are going to make progress in that area of racism, it will be because of our deep belief in Jesus Christ and in the love that he has revealed to us by his passion, death, and resurrection, that we are loved by the Father. Mm -hmm. And Jesus Christ reveals that to us to the point of giving himself even in death. And then the power of the resurrection He's the firstborn of the new creation, and it has given us the Holy Spirit so that we might continue to grow in that new creation. But I find that uh, it is only with uh, the eyes of faith that the Lord is in our midst and we have the answer from Jesus Christ. Otherwise, there's just a lot of talk and a lot of resolutions, but the human heart does not get changed that way. And so my word would be uh, Jesus, the Lord, and that I hope people will begin their search for how to end this terrible scourge of racism by reflecting on the great work in Jesus Christ who brings to us the fullness of God and the fullness of what it is to be human.
0: Mm. Absolutely.
1: Amen. I just, I got to say, Bishop, this is... Um I'm just kind of getting goosebumps hearing you just speak uh, about Jesus. It can be kind of easy, I think, for people to get caught up in in the news or caught up with they w- with what they see in social media. And it can get it can get easy to sort of get wrapped up in the fear and And it's just sort of this turmoil of emotion. but but when we bring it back to to Jesus, as and and truly, just look to him as the answer to our our fear. That that for me just brings such a sense of peace.
2: It does, and you know, over this time, uh, this past really what thirty or forty years uh, with the civil rights movement and efforts uh, to understand that you know there's a need for social justice and healing, but it really, if we don't root that in the person of Jesus Christ, we're just doing a lot of uh, theory, aren't we? Uh, Helpful theory, but it's really about a person and about his redemptive work, Uh, that uh, racism is part of what happens uh, with sin, and the only person who can transform and take away our sin is jesus christ and uh, i've seen over my lifetime as a as a priest and as a bishop uh there can be many productive conversations about race and about human dignity but until it gets rooted in faith Mm -hmm. the uh, becomes theory and well very wonderful ideals but there isn't the transformation of the heart that only Mm. Jesus can give me. I mean, that's why we read the scriptures every day uh, and allow him to really uh, become not just somebody I admire, but somebody I worship, someone who one day I will be in the presence of. Um, I'm particularly, you know, uh, moved by when I see our world in such conflict and you know the the realization of how original sin its effects are still around you know uh, but very much i realize that all of the people here on this world have a destiny with god we hope that they will cooperate with grace but you know i'm going to see them all again these are people the lord has also offered his redemption so i always think you know uh, why not begin those bonds of love and communion and communion here because the destiny is the communion of saints and holiness
1: mm-hmm. so well, thinking one about of the things that I oh, go ahead Chris well I was going to just say one of the, the things I wanted to ask about was just you know how do we actually very practically how do we respond bishop in this time of uncertainty in this time of fear what what do we practically speaking do you've already mentioned scripture and just and reading of scripture. Um, it, you want to say a little more on that or, or any other really sure. practical steps? Like what, what can we do today?
2: Mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, my, uh, one of the, I think, positive things that have come out through COVID-19 is that uh, families are together more. And I think this would be a powerful time for families to take the occasion for prayer together. Uh, I would say that reading scripture, you don't need to read a lot, but right for dinner. Uh, read, you know, we have the church's lectionary. We know what, what readings are coming up each day, but also for each Sunday. It would be wonderful to take, you know, what, two or three minutes before dinner to just pray a few of those lines so that, we begin to take on the mind and heart of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Uh, I also remember our Holy Father, Pope Francis, saying, we all should carry around with us a small uh, New Testament so that Mm -hmm. when we're stuck in traffic or when we're in a line in a grocery store and, you know, we have these moments where there's nothing to do but look around, he said, pull out your scripture, uh, encounter Jesus again. Uh, because the more we take on his mind and heart in these smaller things, when we really do face, uh, you know, terrible injustice, well, it'll be the Lord that has fortified us, not just some human courage. I also think, you know, the rosary has always been a big part of my life, and I think uh, for most Catholics. And those mysteries, that's what the rosary is about, uh, drawing us into the circle of... uh, the triune God and the mysteries of our salvation. So I would encourage that, those, those practices, those devotional practices. Uh, last week when we celebrated the Feast of the Sacred Heart, uh, we did Zoom with all of our priests, and we had an hour of adoration, and we prayed the, uh, not only the Chaplet of Mercy at 3, but uh, you know, that litany of the Sacred Heart. Uh, there's so many ways in which grace can change our hearts even through this time, and then, of course, people are now coming back to Mass for the great gift of the Eucharist.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, in thinking on my um, teenage daughter, who's going to be a senior, um, there's been a lot of uh, peaceful protests that have been happening, at least in the Sioux Falls area, and she has been begging to go and participate. And she grew up in a household where I, you know, I stand out, outside Planned Parenthood, I've marched for the HHS mandate, you know. So I have taught her to uh, stand on corners protesting things, and I haven't been able to decide if she should be able to go to these peaceful protests. What are your views on that, Bishop?
2: Well, we've had some wonderful peaceful protests here in uh, our diocese. Uh, we have some, you know, what we might uh, say much larger uh, centers of population are a uh, largest center. Of course, is uh, you know the uh, the great city of Rochester, mm-hmm. and also out in Austin and in um, out in Worthington, and those have all been very peaceful. And young people have participated in those. The pastors have shared that with me, mm-hmm. and uh, in fact, in many cases, uh, people make known their catholicity, and they have um, carried banners or. Uh, pictures of Our Lady of Guadalupe, and they're invoking her uh, as we go through these times. Uh, I uh, would uh, encourage young people, this is uh, an important time for them to demonstrate, not just for human uh, dignity, that's a huge thing, Mm -hmm. but that as Catholics, because of the Incarnation, every human life counts. Yeah. Uh, from the moment of conception. And uh, we're never going to solve the racism issue until we can solve the issue of human life in the womb. So our young people, mm-hmm. I think, could make a huge contribution uh, and to not just be there, but to be there with, again, the message of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ.
0: I love it.
1: Well, and this, this this message is for just talking about young people. Uh, Bishop, earlier you had mentioned... Um, the civil rights movement. So this issue for uh, for many young people is is new, so to speak. We didn't necessarily we didn't live through the civil rights movement. Our understanding yeah. of history, even if we've read it, we don't we didn't have that lived experience. One thing that I've been thinking about because I myself didn't have that lived experience is I know the the U.S. bishops uh, t- two years ago published a pastoral letter on racism called "Open Wide Your Hearts." Would yes. you recommend that letter maybe to young people as a starting point to, mm. to for reflection and, and education?
2: Oh, I would. I in fact uh, here in in the diocese uh, we've made that uh, known to people, and as people do send me emails about you know the unrest and all, uh, and I said you know it's a beautiful letter that uh, has gotten a bit uh, lost amidst all these other. The conflicts we're going through, and uh, I would encourage people to do that. In fact, I, one of the parishioners here in the diocese wrote me, and I said, you know, you should talk to your pastor, first of all, but, uh, you know, we are able to do things with social distancing, and we also know all, we've, boy, have we learned how to do Zoom, you know? <laughs> uh, uh, this old dog here has had to Finish a course on Zoom from St. Mary's, and and I, I old dogs can do new tricks, you know. Um, and what a wonderful way to get the foundation of that we don't just action, but action comes from a relationship with God and with God's plan, God's way in which He has established His His creation and humanity and when that is owned and when it's pondered and prayed over, and you have a beautiful letter like open wide our hearts, uh, people then can share how that is impacting them and how we can make this message known better in our parishes. I know we got limitations; we all want to stay healthy, but uh, I think this uh, person that had uh, written me is going to take up the challenge mm-hmm. and begin some what we call like study circles. And do it on Zoom, you know? Mm-hmm. But she didn't even know about this letter.
0: So who wrote the letter again? I missed that part.
2: The Catholic bishops. A, okay. a, USCC. a letter of the Catholic hierarchy, the United States Catholic Conference, called Open Wide Our Hearts. Uh, and it really uh, is to follow uh, a previous pastoral letter probably of 20 or 30 years ago, again, on racism. And what a timely document!
0: Yeah, and is that found on their website? Do you think?
2: Oh yes, easily. Okay. USCCB. Uh, if you Got go them. on that, uh, it it would be there.
0: Perfect.
1: And and one of the encouragements I just spoke with a young woman named Danielle Brown. She's a lawyer, and she she works for the the U.S. Bishops Committee Committee Against Racism. Her encouragement was. Read it almost like a lexio. It's not the word of God, but it is the bishops, and and read it and be attentive to what the Lord is provoking in your own heart as you read it. So, Chris, when you're saying
0: lexio, what does that mean?
1: Yeah, just a prayerful reading of of the document. You know, so lexio divina with scripture. Mm -hmm. Bishop is already. I'm just so touched and and encouraged myself that yes. Let's, let's dive into Scripture at this time. But, yeah, to even read that pastoral letter with a real attentiveness to what, what happens in our hearts as we read it. Okay. So, so um, See, That's the,
2: the beauty of Scripture. And when you read the Scriptures and you place yourself in them, kind of that Ignatian, St. Ignatius way of allowing us to enter into the scene itself. Mm-hmm. But if you bring that same approach to, say, this letter then you're not just reading some academic exercise mm-hmm. but you're allowing the grace that the lord is offering as you read this letter that it will begin to touch the heart and you have to you can't just read it through like when you're doing a reading of a novel or whatever right. you have to pause and allow i always say let grace seep in you know it's like when you're in an old church you know that those walls are what's steeped in prayer, and mm-hmm. the same with uh, the Word of God, the Scriptures, but also our church teachings. Uh, let be steeped in it, meaning let the grace of it keep pouring out into your heart, and the Lord will uh, in your heart certain things will begin to arise through grace, mm-hmm. perhaps about what the Lord is inviting you to do now, or even a situation that you did not attend to or maybe even for the sacrament of penance that you know you've been avoiding. Allow grace to work in your heart through that prayerful way, and as Chris said, the the Lectio. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, Bishop John Quinn, thank you so much for joining us and for all of your great advice this morning.
2: Well, this has been my privilege. Thank you all for having me. I always appreciate it. You know, the signal is even stronger here (laughs) now in our diocese. Uh, Matt Wilcom, our director of communications, uh, Matt uh, was able to uh, have Saint Mary's University, our Catholic university here, be able to uh, use uh, its uh, channel that it was not Wonderful. using on radio, and now your folks are beaming God's Woo-hoo! word, and what a blessing! <laughs> I am, I am absolutely elated. Uh, When all that happened, I felt just like Christmas morning. Amen. (laughs)
0: Amen. God is good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you, Bishop Quinn, and have a wonderful day.
2: Blessed are all of you, and may his blessing come upon you, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, forever and ever. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, folks, we have Honor Our Fathers up next. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.